0: There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Okay,
1: and we are back in the stew with Sammy P., What's up, Sammy?
2: Oh my gosh! Hello. Um, what's up? Nothing. Just enjoying this beautiful day. What's up with you?
1: Um,
2: I- I'm all right. <laughs> I'm
1: fine. I'm good. I'm not good. I'm great. <laughs> I started. <laughs> I'm still laughing about how I started telling you before about how I'm not doing well. You were like, "Shut up." We're talking <laughs> on mic. <Mike." laughs>
2: Oh, you said you were traumatized from that horror movie you watched. Yeah, like I'm deeply
1: not okay today because of the horror movie I saw. Why yesterday. what would happen? Like what happened
2: overnight for you? Um,
1: I had I had nightmares about the movie and then I woke up still a scared.
2: Yeah, you woke up and the nightmare wasn't real because the nightmare became real cuz it's living inside your head. It's not just in the dream world. Like that's the scariest nightmare when Wait, you wake up and you're still just, scared. I, that's like the premise of this movie. Oh, really? No, I'm
1: more scared. Yeah, actually, I <laughs> I just want to, I want to recommend it to people though. Anyone who loves um, horror movies, it's out in theaters now. I checked, it has the highest rated horror, it's the highest rated horror film on Rotten Tomatoes this year. Like I think it's up there with like Hereditary, Midsommar, um as like ge- one of the genuinely best horror movies that I've seen in recent times. It's I called Talk I, to Me. It's called Talk to Me. It's about be. It's
2: about possession, like being possessed by spirits. That's and the best. About- I mean, when it comes down to it, I need my horror movie to be about demonic spirits possessing us and coming into our world.
1: Yeah, and you know what? I think I realize that for horror films, I either need it to be like a Jordan Peele, where he always puts humor into his movies. If I'm going to see it in theaters, there needs to be like a few little uncomfortable laughs in there, or I need to be in the comfort of my own home. So even if I don't pause it, I know that I have the safety net of being able to pause it if I wanted to.
2: Yeah. So you were overwhelmed because you were in the theater and it was really scary and. Yeah. Yeah. I was.
1: Yeah and like there were certain things in particular to like my life that scared me but I don't want to give I don't want to like do any spoilers because I think if people are into this genre they should genuinely go see it but yeah it's a bunch of Australian teens playing with demonic spirits that's that's, that's the sell. all I can say yeah um I mean if that doesn't sell yeah, I don't know what will and the fact that I'm very unsettled but also like what was I thinking when I see a horror movie in theaters like the first day of my period what did
2: I think I don't know like it's you're in the same boat as our other friend Thea who like is building her confidence with scary movies after being like a scaredy cat you know whole life avoiding them and then being like you know what I'm gonna like start with a few that are like kind of genre straddling, and then maybe I'll dip my toe into like scary and scary, and then you just get overconfident and you're like, yeah, I'll go to see the scariest movie of the year in theaters. Like that's fine, and then it's actually not fine sometimes. It's not fine, no. But also, you know how much it took to
1: talk me into seeing *Midsummer*. Like you had to like you had to basically like drag me into seeing it. You were like, we are sitting down on this day at your house, we're gonna watch it, and then it became my favorite movie. Like I loved it, and so yeah, I am like Thea. Like I get bold. Um, and then it, you know, it leads to me crying on the sidewalk like I did after seeing this movie.
2: <laughs> oh no, you had to cry. That's I so did.
1: Tough. I did. I thought I was.
2: I thought you I was cried from together. fear. Fear alone.
1: Yes. <laughs> I was also just overstimulated. Like the first two thirds of the movie, I was like, "Okay, I can, I can handle this. This is a good quality film." Um, and then I got overstimulated, and I was just like, "I could be watching Barbie for the second time in theaters." And like as I was leaving, there was all these like girlies coming in in pink, their fab like pink outfits, and I'm like, "That could be me." And instead, and it's so funny because there were these. <laughs> Three other girls that I saw leave the theater, and we were all in line for the bathroom. And everyone was like biting their nails and like wide eyed, just like staring up.
2: <laughs> and I was like, Ooh, I'm getting excited because rarely does a horror movie scare me. And I saw one this year or last or whenever that was. <laughs> what is mild? But yes, yeah, that was so good and scary. And so now the thought that I might see another one that really scares me within the course of a year is very, very exciting.
1: Well, that one. I was also going to see in theaters like at the very last moment. Thankfully, Oliver's his intuition kicked in and he was like, I think we should see Billy Eichner's bros. And I was like, yep, sounds good. He's like, that was a test. You didn't hesitate. We're going to, we're not going to see Smile. And then you said it was a 10 out of 10 scary. scary. So I'm, yeah. yeah. I don't want to overhype it. I feel like the more I overhype it, the more like you've seen it all. And I, I think you've seen the most horror movies out of anyone in, in the world. I would agree with that.
2: Like, Rarely do I come across one that I haven't seen.
1: Like, I'm not joking, bitch.
2: <laughs> yeah, no. i would never joke about this. But, God, uh, it got me <laughs> so excited. I'm like, oh, I want to get demonic now. But did you ever see Host? It was no. like, okay, it was like a Zoom seance, but it's actually one of the best and scariest horror movies in the last 10 years. And, I mean, it's always good with a seance. Like, come on. Even the Ouija movies were good. Like, What's, you can't lose. <laughs> well, that's what.
1: Yeah, that's what this movie. It's like basically like there's a hand, and if you hold it and you say a certain thing, you like connect with the dead. So it's kind mm-hmm. of like a Ouija board sort of movie. Got it. But things go awry. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yeah. What's up with you, Sammy?
2: Um, how's married I... life? <laughs> it's, it's nice. I mean, I've been alone actually for the better part of a week, and. Uh... Yeah, you know what? I'm back on my auntie D's and the sun is shining and I had a whoop good whoop. I had a good hard laugh last night about just like the thought of like the world falling apart and like potentially like losing our home. And like I just started laughing and I just couldn't stop. I was like, this is Lexapro doing its thing. <laughs>
1: like- slay another sleigh <laughs> from Big Pharma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm like, like I'm finally able to see the true absurdity of life and really get a knee slap out of it.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, when they're bad, they're causing a full-on societal crisis. But when they're good, they're really good.
2: Yeah. <laughs> There's I mean, and it would it wouldn't cause a full societal crisis if it wasn't so damn good. <laughs> well, <laughs> they, slayed, <laughs> they slayed a little too hard when it came to OxyContin. <laughs> <Auckland. laughs>
1: slate they went yeah they they girl boss too close to the sun with that one <laughs> yeah
2: for sure. then they
1: like then they yeah we're like they went like halfway there and that's us um, yeah that's where we like to be. medicated and thriving medicated
2: dedicated slaying
1: yeah uh wow that should be the tagline of this podcast
2: um i i, I would love to hear how the live show
1: went Oh yeah, I was like there's something big also that happened. Um the live show went really well, I think. I mean, it's hard to have okay, it's hard to have perspective on something that you did and that's all new and that you know. Yeah. Yeah, know, of course. Like I think it went really well. We were really nervous beforehand and then went out and um like we got some laughs and we spilled some tea and I had um, I was talking to Kelly about it after um, like from Beyond the Blinds and she was so sweet and like so like just hyping me up beforehand and then after was like how did it go I'm like well we um, I think we did well we got to talk to some like great listeners Um, there were even some like husbands who came who were like I had no idea who anyone was but that was really funny I'm like and she's like if you can win over the the straight men husbands you've won I'm like wow that's a really nice perspective on it
2: amazing i love to hear it i've never like had to be on stage and like entertain a crowd so like i honestly can't even imagine
1: well that's but gonna be you, you someday sammy i would really love that <laughs> no i'm serious well because this whole thing just came about because obviously like meredith and i don't have a podcast together but i was just like she's just such an industrious person like she just makes things happen like she i was like oh i'll be in boston this summer she's like oh me too visiting my family well why don't we just do a show since we're both there i'm like okay if you can make that happen and then was like oh i'm gonna book a makeup artist and um Haley page who is amazing you can find her actually if anyone is in massachusetts and having a wedding or anything she is incredible um and looks like yeah you, you look gorgeous. no she i know and
2: <laughs> we all <had laughs> i <a> know
1: <laughs> I mean, I did. Like, she really felt good. <laughs> I was feeling my vibe. Yeah. <laughs> we all had a good laugh. She tried to curl my eyelashes, and I just, like, could... she just was like, okay, we're not even, she's like, I guess you've never done this before. And I was like, no.
2: Um, yeah. She
1: so had to, like, she had to take some, I want to say shortcuts, roundabout ways of getting my makeup on strap um, you
2: down it, it, it <laughs> do put work. your head in a vice
1: <laughs> yeah it was kind of like I know everything short of like a gurney um, <laughs> but she made it happen <laughs> so very impressive and and yeah and I don't know it was just so cool like um, I got to meet Molly who brought her daughter and like her, her daughter enjoyed it like I don't know just so many like heartwarming moments and um, I had to talk to Okay, I got to talk to a listener who told me about a really great podcast idea that she has of her own, and I don't want to say it now because I don't want to give away her concept, but if you're listening, listener, I'm keeping my eye on you, and I think you are great.
2: Nice. Love it. Yeah, we can't we can't open the gates for someone to steal someone's IP. Like, No, exactly. No, no, no. No, no, no. Absolutely not, but just putting that out there. I love it. I guess like yeah. connecting with people and being out in the world organically like is why people love touring and like you're basically just like Taylor Swift with the Eras tour. Like stop 1. Like that that was the beginning of your world tour where you're going to be meeting all your fans.
1: Yeah, everyone was trading friendship bracelets that said like mental illness and <laughs> <laughs> what else? <laughs> troll stroll <laughs> actually that would be fun that'd be funny and fun no but I was like I was like you and I like you and I should do this someday because the whole live show was on the vision board this year but it was an out one of those outlandish vision board things where I was like obviously it's not gonna happen but I'll put it on there
2: and yeah it yeah you dipped the toe and I'm so proud of you for that
1: yeah I got a taste I got a taste for the spotlight
2: yeah now there's no stopping you now you're just a thirsty little dog who's been given a delicious yeah. treat.
1: Just when you thought I couldn't get any thirstier, the, <laughs> thirst, the thirst levels have somehow exceeded themselves. So
2: I have never said that there could be a, a cap to your thirst. I've never said
1: that. Don't ever say that. Don't ever say that. It's not possible. <laughs> desert out here, we're thirsty. Okay, anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Should we get into the show?
2: Yes. What a what a rich what a rich text a rich world we're going into here. Like my jaw was on the floor. <laughs> like
1: yeah, it I, I like, was
2: unhinged itself because of how much more and more shocking it got. I was watching through my fingers like like a horror movie. Like I <laughs> could barely look. Yeah, actually, this was the most comforted
1: i've been since seeing the movie last night because i was just taken out of that world into this new horror show (laughs) called dance moms um aka maman (laughs) gerente (laughs) lestrade this is like okay listeners we had a full crisis because like we (laughs) the only streaming service that offered this for free which we were already signed up for had it dubbed over in French. And it was like, this is funded by the Quebec government. And I'm like, fuck (laughs) this fascist government.
2: This is what our tax dollars are going to translating and dubbing over 2011 dance moms. Like, and like doing it in such an extreme degree that it can't be undone. Like, a lot of times you can change the dubbing track. You could maybe even, I was even willing to listen to it in French and have the subtitles on because, you know. Uh, je peux comprendre un petit peu (laughs) oh excuse Excuse excusez-moi Okay. oui bien sûr but not today
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh my god
2: (laughs) it was so intense like the french they were speaking it was like dubbed over by quebecois mom parents full
1: full quebec for quebec by quebec and i was like Okay, like, I I almost feel like um, the Republican Party in the US should be like alerted to these goings on because then maybe they would be like distracted and take on this cause that they're like, <laughs> they're, like, <laughs> they're I, like, providing people with human rights is like a violation. And here the, the Quebec government's like, okay, so we're gonna up the language police <laughs> and make dance moms unavailable <laughs> in English.
2: I can honestly see why this show would have been deemed culturally important to the province of Quebec, because it really has some of that energy, like it has the energy of the Gatineau Costco put into like
1: a trashy province.
2: (laughs) I would never. But Uh. the, the haircuts, I mean, I've seen them in that Costco that I just mentioned. But where does it take place? Like, where are we? Are we in Connecticut? Or so are we- we're in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, we're going to go to Pittsburgh. First,
1: I just want to say briefly, we're going to get into Dance Moms. If you like this show, support us over on Patreon. We put out an extra episode and we're great and really unhinged. Um, or you can do it for free by rating it five stars um, or send it to a friend. That's the best way because everyone has a friend who's in denial about liking pop culture, but they actually do like it. Just send it to them. We're yeah. very
2: charming they'll love it we're great people say that we're a great sound machine for falling asleep too and hey we'll take that stream
1: <laughs> we'll lull you to sleep we'll wake you up we'll do we'll be whoever you want us to be okay <laughs> um yeah so <laughs> it takes place in pittsburgh pennsylvania at the abby lee dance company so originally this show ran for seven seasons um And it inspired many spinoffs. It was like a cultural phenomenon. Um, The episode that we're covering today is from season one, episode seven. It aired August 24th, 2011. And you want to hear the hits of that week? Of course. All right. Number five (laughs) on the billboard charts is Pumped Up Kicks by Foster the People. Everyone's favorite little bop about school shootings. Um... How to number four, how to love by Lil Wayne, which was forever repurposed by <laughs> Elizabeth the Theranos like <laughs> movie. All I can picture is what's her name and like the vest doing
2: her it's little Amanda dance. seyfried Yeah. yeah. That, that was a huge, huge slay.
1: <laughs> yeah. Number three is uh dark tarnish um on the legacy of our queen, Christina Aguilera. It's Moves Like Jagger by Maroon 5 featuring Christina
2: Aguilera. Oof. But you know what? She she needed that paycheck at the time.
1: Yeah. Everyone. And look. Yeah. We are never going to get in the way of a girl boss winning. Um, Number two. Party Rock Anthem by LMFAO. Wow. And number one. Last Friday Night by Katy Perry.
2: Wow. We were in a place of doing shots. It was carefree. It was like we're We're not even fifty percent through Obama years. Like we're thinking the problems are over. I know.
1: I actually couldn't remember what the song "Party Rock Anthem" sounded like, so i watched I watched it on YouTube and I was like kind of horrified. and then I was like, "Wait, actually, this is kind of a sleigh.
2: yeah, it it's like it captures that sound of like parties at that time that we can never go back to because we've all been like shaken to the core.
1: Yeah, we don't wake up and brush our teeth with a bottle of Jack. We just take our
2: antidepressants in in silence. (laughs) I was like, I did like a lazy river float a couple weeks ago and a guy brought a, a speaker and played like LMFAO. He was like I've got my party ro- like I've got my party playlist on. Party jams, we're going to be drinking beers and it was like so funny to be like floating down the river in the wilderness and just hearing like shots 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 shots. shots, ding, ding, shots. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah,
1: it's very t- 2011 was very river float energy.
2: I I felt like it didn't vibe with the river float. I felt like it was like flip cup like sweating in an apartment, like getting trashed, going to the club, walking home with no shoes, or well, that's what I was doing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Or guess a river float is a beautiful way
2: to connect with nature. Yeah. And when I'm in like at the beach, I prefer no music. And if I had a hierarchy of music, like LMFAO would be like very last to listen to in the outdoors. But
1: <laughs> it's true. I guess I haven't done a river float in a while. Anyhow, um, so let's get into the show. So I've actually never watched Dance Moms. Have you seen it before today? No. no. Okay. So we're both going in blind, but at the same time not because Abby Lee's like gravelly voice is so familiar to us because there's so many clips of it on the internet.
2: Like- yeah, exactly. It's like it's like I've never watched Real Housewives of New York, but I've seen so many. Uh, well, we watched that one episode, but I, I've seen so many clips yes. on TikTok out of context and I've seen so many clips clips of Abby Lee Miller out of context so I knew a bit about her character but I didn't really know the girls or the moms
1: yeah I know exactly I've seen clips of the moms but I've never seen so many variations of the Kate Gosselin haircut all in one room
2: I know I I was it's like when they have like
1: Adele impersonators but like Kate Gosselin impersonators you know
2: yes (laughs) <laughs> yes. I, 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 when I was watching this show, I, I was like, this is like a social experiment of what if everyone was a Karen? Like, what if we get 20 variations of Karens together and pit them against each other with differing goals? What will happen? I and was on the also, edge of my
1: seat. Oh, I know. And, and it's very much also an example of like attracts like. Because Abby Lee, while she doesn't have the Karen haircut... She's like the Queen Karen. And then she really has attracted like-minded moms and their scared daughters.
2: Yeah, and it's interesting because this is season one we're watching. So this was just who was at the dance company, who was around. This was pre-fame, pre-show. Like this is their first rolling the cameras, you know, like. So it really felt like an authentic look into this particular dance company.
1: Yeah, it was just, yeah, it was just a glimpse into this world and and that's like we always say it, that's the best reality tv is before anyone's aware that the show's going to take off and is there yeah. for the fame but it's just them their natural environment so they're at the chalkboard and all the kids are sitting there in their little outfits at this point like <laughs> oliver walked by he's like what is this show Like he just sees a bunch of like six-year-olds in like little bikinis he's like what is this i'm like it actually ran for eight seasons it's very it was a very popular show <laughs> it's like with who like pedophiles <laughs> I'm like Yeah, Um, probably were they were one of the demographics unfortunately
2: i mean the you, you can never get used to the costumes because just when you think you're like okay they're gonna be wearing sparkly bikinis and and a full face of drag makeup um okay that's a lot to take in but then you see it paired with like the suggestive dance moves and it just becomes like something i could probably never get used to but no. it's part of the dark camp comedy of this show it's it's
1: <laughs> and yeah and a show that like when it aired in 2011 we were like give us more
2: <laughs> yeah i love the theme song like the, the lyrics are like my world is with my girls living on the dance floor and i'm like "Aw, that's that's like me too <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's better than the, the song that they danced to later on, which the lyrics were like, I'll be your fantasy. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'll do anything you want. I'll wear the stockings. I'll do the makeup you like, baby, just so I can get with you. Make you mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. That's not an exaggeration. This is really what they dance to. But they are getting ready for the star power competition. And Abby says teamwork and technique will make us stand out. Um, and then they're, and then they're dancing and she's like hitting them. (laughs) She's like stronger abs, hitting them in stomach, like stronger arms, ribs open derriere's out.
2: (laughs) I know. And, and like, I'm just getting a taste of like how successful they are. Like they, when we're watching this episode, they had just come off of winning first place out of 280 squads in some other competition. She's like, I'm really proud of the squad. And I'm proud of the moms that they kept their mouths shut and like, you know, that's her whole thing is like everyone needs to, like she's got that like Mussolini energy, like everyone needs to fall in line. I am the dictator. Everyone shut up and do what I say. And right now her vision is theatrical jazz, fossy.
1: Yeah, and it is it is at a military level. Uh, power struggles and dynamics because the moms know that they do need to fall in line because they quest for power and they know that Abby Lee is like taking their daughters to that place. So they need to like submit to her, but then they with that quest for power, they also get like, you know, their heads get big and then it just, it's rife for conflict.
2: Yeah. Because the moms are very like manipulative challenging personalities themselves and they think that maybe they can manipulate Abby they think maybe they can manipulate their daughters and through them manipulate Abby or just go straight to Abby and gain some sort of power over her but Abby will not be toyed with she crushes any attempts at an uprising immediately
1: yeah oh yeah no she's definitely like studied the art of war or I don't know maybe she's written her own textbook um
2: but I would read it she rules yeah. with an iron fist. Like, she, she's truly like, I don't care to be hated. It doesn't bother me if everyone I interact with every single day absolutely despises me. All I want is for these little girls to win these dance competitions.
1: And, and you know, but, and they do. That's the thing. That I know.
2: Right? <laughs> she's fucking, she is cashing the checks that her mouth is writing.
1: It, yes, exactly. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I mean she's successful. She's and she puts it all out there on the table. Like she's not pretending to be anything else than what no, she is. She leads, she's not like, pretending
2: to be caring or kind in any way.
1: I mean the the moms are on the side talking about how like one of them is kind of newer, so she's like, oh Abby's gone, you know, a little easier on my daughter. And they're like, oh that's just the honeymoon phase. Like you'll see, she's gonna go in. And then one of the other moms like, don't worry, I'll flash some dead presidents her way to get her off my case. And like <laughs> they're already even when things are good they know it can only last so long and they're scheming
2: yeah she's sort of like the omega karen like she's like this wild card with a very spiky uh, version of the kate goslin and she's come in and she's like listen no more sharing costumes like i bought my one last time and i'm not gonna give it to any of you bitches and yeah i've got money to flash around and me and my kid are coming in here we're gonna change things
1: yeah, yeah, it's so true. And like the vibe with her, also with Abby's, like in in a superhero movie when there's like one person fighting off like twenty bad guys, and there's like, well, Pam, well, Pam, they're like coming from all sides. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And she just keeps, she keeps flinging them off her. Yeah. This episode of It's Become a Whole Thing is sponsored by BetterHelp. So you guys hear me talk about my mental health on here, I don't know, weekly. Uh, It's a huge part of my platform because of how much I've struggled with it throughout my life and how important talking about it has been and how important all the different tools that I've gained have been for just getting me to where I am today. And therapy has been a huge part of that. So At my core, I am a stressy, depressy gal, and I hear from a lot of you guys and know that so many of you feel the same way and have a lot of similar profound struggles. But that said, whether mental health is an ongoing struggle for you or you're just going through something right now, to me, all roads lead back to therapy. So therapy has been so important for me to function to get to this point that I'm at in life. It's something that I think everyone should try at least once and that everyone should have access to. So getting started is often the hardest part. I know for me, I had so many people tell me I should go to therapy and I just, I dragged my feet for so long. And then when I finally did it, it was like, it was so intense. It was like opening up the floodgates. Uh, but then I finally, once I finally got started, it got easier and easier. It's helped me with coping skills. Perspective. Um, And at some points in my life, it's just helped me get through the day. But again, like it doesn't have to be just for major trauma, it can be for life decisions, times of transitions, getting to know yourself better, like whatever it is. Um, If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, fitting to your schedule. So All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and then switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. I know for both me and Oliver, before we ever met, we both had similar experiences of wanting to do therapy and then having to go through a few different therapists just to find one that we were both on the same page with as individuals. Um, It almost felt like dating, like speed dating or something, um, until I finally found one that just just got where I was coming from. I prefer a therapist who's a woman. Like It's okay to apply whatever criteria you need when it is your time that you need help. So let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash become today to get 10% off your first month. That's better hel slash become.
3: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. For full important safety information, visit Juvederm.com.
1: So then we see we see the first of Maddie Ziegler, which was so wild to see her so young. Um, mm-hmm. This was this was the start of Maddie Ziegler's fame, um, and it made me sad, really sad, to see her just because of like, just what I know of her journey through Dance Moms and then into the clutches of Sia, but I'm gonna, it's
2: kind of getting ahead of myself here. Well, what do you mean? Like, what, what, I thought she was, like, just a successful dancer now and enjoyed working with Sia.
1: Oh, well, okay, to me, that, (laughs) I don't want to sidebar us too much, but Sia, to me, had a very, basically borderline inappropriate relationship with Maddie, allegedly. I'm not saying, like, like, essay or anything like that but i think emotionally completely inappropriate like she talked about how like maddie is her muse um she's the best thing that's ever happened she's like she would we would hang out all the time she would have like she said she would have sleepovers at her house and like sleep in the same bed as her and like all this stuff that i'm just like that is weird as fuck like yeah the way that she talked about her is like you you you're even kind of saying your muse is like I don't know, like a fourteen year old girl is weird, mm-hmm. Um, and then being like, and we're best friends, like she's the most incredible person I've ever met.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's creepy. It's like when Courtney was doing that with Addison Ray, but even weirder, it's it's between Courtney and Addison and Michael Jackson, like,
1: it, it like seriously, yeah, and and yeah, because Addison was already Up like tw- 20 yeah, but it's still it's still a very weird power dynamic um but it's just like it, it just kind of felt like Maddie went out from the frying pan into the fryer because she was in all of her
2: music videos and in her movies and everything um, I know I that, know that there I was that movie that was buried where she she had her portray a profoundly autistic person
1: in a incredibly inappropriate way that the autistic community was like, please don't do this. And she was like, it's fine. I don't care. Um, I mean, she also put her in, um, do you ever see elastic heart? The Yeah. That was a lot of people said that was inappropriate. Oh, because
2: Shia LaBeouf was her dance partner in it. Right. Yeah. They and they like, were kind of in love. In the yeah. Video.
1: Yes. Okay. And, yeah, that's weird. And, and, and Sia said that it was a, it represented her own inner power struggle because they're like wrestling and stuff. They're like, Ugh. "It's
2: like and Shia, like God, he is such an unsafe person." <laughs> yeah, fifteen year old girl. Yeah,
1: I and mean, so anyone have it on anyone.
2: I'm not saying he yeah. Has
1: a no, no, no. I mean, see, like, and just Justia the whole time was like, "I like I want to protect Maddie so much. Anytime she wants to stop, like, it's fine. I, I like her safety is my priority." But I'm just like, "Well, you're putting." She's still a kid and you're you're making her into this weird thing in your life.
2: She's Luckily. clearly been through a lot and been around a lot of very unstable adults that like put her in unsafe situations, and we definitely see that here.
1: Yeah. I just like hope anyway, it just made me like be like, I hope she's okay now. Um and is yeah, away from that. But anyway, so We see Maddie Ziegler. Um, This is also the first that we see of her mom, Maddie's mom, trauma dumping on her. (laughs) Yeah. Maddie's mom, her mom passed away when she was very young, she said, but then she keeps crying about it to Maddie and being like, I always said my mom gave me, gave you to me and this is why you're here and you need to dance out the pain of her death yeah like, mm. she's like you've got her
2: eyes and it's like she's just like us and like there's so many moments where she says that and like we'll get to that at the end but yeah she puts a lot on her with that and yeah More but maddie's difficult. just ready she's just like i'm ready to do a breathtaking lyrical routine for my grandmother babcha <laughs> i was like oh
1: yeah yeah i love her. perfectionist yeah yeah she's yeah um and then we see the first of Mia who is a, I was going to say the protagonist of this episode or I guess a, in Abby's eyes the antagonist. Um <laughs> <laughs> she is set to do a 70s funk jazz piece that is how do you even put
2: this into words? It's entitled Call Me Laquifa and we've we've all heard the song on RuPaul's Drag Race. Um she is playing the titular. Wait, it was on
1: RuPaul's. It was on RuPaul's Drag Race.
2: Yeah, I mean they they play it like, or I don't know. I mean I know the song very well from drag videos or voguing or RuPaul or I don't know, but it's definitely like a drag staple. And she's playing this. Abby describes it as a drag queen character named LaQuifa. Um, and Abby this is, says, <laughs>
1: Abby says it's sassy, it's snap, it's head pop.
2: Yeah, so so Nia is the only Black dancer in the company. And Abby just leans right in and says, I'm here to teach her different ethnic dances so that she can succeed in the industry. And, and it's, I mean, to call this an ethnic dance.
1: <laughs> See, if you had, if you did a shot every time Abby said ethnic in this episode, you would be in the hospital.
2: Yeah, yeah that so that's just our first little taste of the Laquifa that's coming
1: yeah oh yeah that's just we just see her just trying out a couple moves um in what in abby's conception of what is quote an ethnic dance
2: yeah uh, then we get a bizarre flashback <laughs> we get some sort of antagonist dawn minister dawn <laughs> Don Check comes back from the past to discuss matters with Abby and we get a flashback. And Abby I says, like, I can't back for more. <laughs> Abby or says, more. I can't believe she has the gall, the utter gumption and gall to show her face in here after the police dragged her out of here last time. Flashback <laughs> to them screaming at each other you're a piece of trash and i take the trash out every wednesday no you're the piece of trash you fucking psycho the biggest psycho here is you and then she goes into a a classroom full of teen girls and is like let me borrow your cell phone and then is like hello police i need you here immediately a mom has gone insane and we need her taken out
1: (laughs) That's the that's the craziest part of this show is is all the fights between Abby and and the moms. There's like kid, They're surrounded by children, just like watching
2: in horror. In horror, the kids are like mouths agape, eyes huge, like cannot believe what's going on. Both these women are screaming at each other, full volume, and it's just a horrible scene. It's a horrific scene, and like, and then Abby says. Well, Dawn's here, and guess what? I've got 911 on speed dial now. (laughs) And she really does. (laughs) We see her her approach the police (laughs) many times (laughs) in the future.
1: Uh, Even the police, like, in the flashback, they're like, well, you're going to have to go to a different dance company now.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. The police were fully on Abby's side. They were like, get your daughter and get the fuck out. (laughs) I really thought they'd be like, ladies... Can we take this down a notch? I really don't think we need to come out here for this.
1: <laughs> right? Like maybe question both of you. No. Just this one out. Uh yeah. yeah. So they're arguing about like being paid or not or something. They're just like she came back. You think after being arrested you would not be back, but she came back and they're bickering about su- it's
2: unclear but Well, she's <laughs> like Abby's like you have an unpaid balance and Minister no. Don is like Well, you breached the contract by throwing me out and barring me and my daughter from the property. So why would I pay you the full fucking amount for when we didn't get the full amount of value from what we paid you? And I was like, well What's what's unclear is why is Dawn back? Oh, because she's trying to avoid the court case that Abby then threatens her with. Oh. She's like, I just wanna say, like, let's just, you know, call it even, like, let's just leave it where we are and we'll both walk away from this. But Abby's like I've done it before and I'll do it again. I'm going to take you to court and I'm going to win. And you'll have to pay the court costs. My lawyer fee. It's called theft by deception. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I believe that, you know, she's really litigious. She loves to weaponize the police, weaponize the court system. um, And I'm sure she will. I'm sure she has the power to take this woman to court and win.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't think she's speaking metaphorically at, at all yeah um but yeah with that they put that to rest i guess um because we We put put a pin pin in that (laughs) yeah we put a pin in that we don't circle back then we're prepping for star power the show uh and abby's telling them what to wear they have all different outfits that they have to wear both on stage and then for events surrounding it but then the moms also have to wear outfits that fit her
2: dress code she wants everyone representing your dance
1: yeah
2: Yeah. and kathy spiky karen says no more she says i will be wearing a glorious fuchsia gown and my daughter will be wearing emerald green and we will not be falling in line with your red and black theme
1: she's says i i don't know if she's referring to herself her name's kathy but yeah i I don't know if she calls herself candy apples or that's like her and her daughter's pet name but she said i have a fabulous fuchsia formal that i will be wearing
2: when candy apple steps out we do it in style we don't dress like the help right i i was thinking candy apples was like her former dance company or maybe she runs a dance company but she's here like there seems to be something about that She's new, right? And she, like, was part of something else. Um, I don't know.
1: But candy apples, when they step out, they do it in style. Don't dress like the help.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the Karen-ness is it's coming off her in waves. Yeah. And her yeah. kid is named Vivi. Uh, or Vivi. And she's uh, an unwilling participant in all of this. <laughs> she, she likes to just kind of go limp and like disoas and she's like my mom wants me to be famous but I don't want to be a model that doesn't matter (laughs) yeah I'm like I know that
1: dissociative look (laughs) (laughs) that's my favorite type of little vacation you can take it anytime in your mind (laughs) Totally. so yeah Abby's introducing the number make you mine where she said they get to dance like teenagers so they love it
2: yeah and it's it's very much giving like that scene in Mi- Mean Girls where the little girl is <laughs> dancing along to the music video and they're like kill it like you know they're just like
1: oh yeah it was that and a bit of like um kind of had like Chicago cell block tango
2: yeah well that's yeah that's the they're going for Fossy. so Abby okay. is 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 trying to do her version of Bob Fosse's choreography, which was burlesque themed uh, choreography, and many would say inappropriate for eight year old girls, but not Abby and not the judges at this show. No, um, no, and yeah. So in the rehearsals, Nia is fucking up left and right. She cannot keep her arms up. Abby is just screaming, "Put your arms up! Put your arms up!" They're not. Where are your arms? They're at dinner last night with your dad. That's where they are. I'm like what? I was What's like, I mean? don't know what that means, but it seems so sinister. Like I know, I know. <laughs> what is that? What do you? I don't get it. I don't get it either. Basically, I mean, they're not here. You know, they're not where they need to be. I guess. No. But bringing your dad into it felt it felt pointed.
1: I know. Dinner with your dad. Anyway, I was yeah. And then later, she's giving her the full Scary Spice treatment. um, She She says, it's drag, it's fab, it's over the top, and it's right up Nia's alley. And Nia's, like, this quiet person. (laughs) She's not... I haven't seen anything about her that's over the top or loud in any moment of this.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, she does say she likes the costume, but it definitely doesn't, like, fit her personality, this routine or or this character at all. And and um, her mom, Holly's, really pissed about it. She well, is- I think she's just being a good sport. She's like, "It's fun. Like, I like it." But
1: the way she's like, "This is so over the top. It's so Nia." I'm like, "Okay."
2: Yeah, totally. Oh, Abby's racism is is unbelievable in this episode. But I I thought it was really sweet how in the um, confessional Nia's just like, "I try really hard to do everything right, but sometimes it's too hard." I was <laughs> like. Same, like you know, like she's,
1: yeah. she's just
2: a little girl, she's a little kid. Like the expectations on them are so heavy, and then you add in this like unpleasantness about the racial stereotypes and being the only girl who is black and having a really racist choreographer who's like in conflict with your mom. Like, I really felt bad for Nia in this episode, <laughs> obviously.
1: Oh, of course. I know. And then Abby, like, when she's giving, when she's she holds up the costume and it's this sparkly jungle leopard print outfit. And she turns to the mom and was casually like, hey, I want her in an afro. Like, do you have one? And the mom's like, and she's like, if not, because if you not, you need to go to the mall. The mom's like, oh yeah, right in my purse. No, I don't have an afro on me. What are you talking
2: about? Mm Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and Holly is um the mom of nia is is definitely fighting her own battle internally about internalized racism etc it gets well, pretty deep
1: well and externally because she talks to the other moms about it later and talks about how like oh she's like she may as well be making her into like an aunt jemima character and the other moms in the confessional they're like i think she's being dramatic
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah
1: It's like okay, well, we're not shocked that these Karens don't understand, (laughs) like these 2011. Yeah,
2: Yeah. they don't care about this at all, and they just want it to go away. Um, But when Abby keeps saying, like, in this industry, Mia's going to be typed as an ethnic person. She can play maybe a lot of different ethnicities, and it's my job to make sure she capitalizes on those opportunities. I'm like, you know, unfortunately, like that is an accurate read of the industry in. 2011 and possibly still today like
1: yeah it's like unintentionally she's like after dealing with me she'll be prepared for the equally racist people that will also typecast you
2: so we better yeah. start you now yeah that's like kind of what she's she's getting at so yeah <sighs> so smash cut we're on the bus oh yeah yeah we're heading to the competition but kathy spiky karen is not on the bus she is riding behind them in her mercedes and abby's like oh i guess you're too good to be on the bus and you have to be in your mercedes but please bitch we all know it's a c class i don't even know what that means i'm too poor but <laughs> <laughs> yeah all i know is i'm bus people but apparently kathy might be more of the michael kors level of rich uh, as per her bat, <laughs> and less of the like um whatever the next step up is this is such a
1: michael Michael kors show yes it is this whole show is michael kors coded
2: (laughs) absolutely (laughs) yeah abby's passed out on the bus with her mouth wide open and the girls put a gummy worm in it
1: (laughs) yeah what can you do ride on the bus with a bunch of kids classic
2: yeah i lolled yeah um and then they're at the competition, and they're told that the performances are running thirty minutes ahead of schedule, so they need to go on thirty minutes earlier than they thought they would have to, and they have to rush their hair, makeup, and stretching. They and this sends everyone
1: of all of that for their full drag makeup and stretching.
2: Yeah, and that that sends everyone into a tizzy. Um, and Maddie's Maddie stressed. She says, "Yeah, I'm a perfectionist. My hair doesn't feel right. I don't like being rushed." And her mom just starts, like, abusing her.
1: <laughs> her mom yells, deal with it. Be a grown-up. <laughs> and then she's like, guess
2: what? Do you want to go home? <laughs> yeah, she's like, Maddie, Maddie, listen to me. You've got one number to dance, and that's it. You're going to deal with it. Be a grown-up. I'm so sick of this attitude. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with you. You're eight years old, and sometimes you act like you're 16. It's like, well, which is it? Is she too immature, too mature? Like, what the fuck? is your problem. She's eight years old.
1: And Maddie's just quietly like, I just like to get it perfect. And I, I know. Like, she's I just like, enough time.
2: she just she is literally so like feeling stress in her body. And it's starting to rise. And her mom is meeting that by like taking her stress to an 11. And like, that just creates such a, like, I, I just felt in that moment, what her home life is and how like unsafe it is emotionally. Like it was hard. Yes.
1: Yes. Well, that's, yeah, that's exactly. And, And then because then the girls go on, they do their make you mine number, their Fosse number. And then Maddie and then we we pan back to Maddie and her mom is back to trauma dumping on her on stage or uh, backstage. She's back to crying about her mom and being like, again, you're just like her. Just get out there. I miss her. And you need to you represent her for me. I'm like, stop.
2: Well, I mean, she, yeah the unhinged speech she's like yeah me and me and grandma were close just like you and I were except we didn't fight like you and I do because you're too much of a perfectionist <laughs> but she was my best friend just like you and I are it's like whoa but, whoa, whoa whoa but then she was tearing up and like talking
1: I, was I like- know and she, she gave her
2: the was- pin and was like do this for her but I just thought it was crazy that she blamed Maddie a child a little child for their quote fights because Maddie is too much of a perfectionist it's like the projection like I can't yeah you yeah. cannot blame a little child for causing fights with an adult you just can't
1: <laughs> no it takes a lot to be a standout Karen amongst this herd of
2: Karens well low-light Karen says I feel bad for Maddie when I see <laughs> Melissa freaking out on her but because she always freaks out out on her right before competitions right before she goes on stage and that is like a fucking narcissist move to do
1: sorry you're like naming them like spiky karen and low light karen it's so true i I was trying to figure out how to distinguish them
2: (laughs) i didn't catch all of their names but no no
1: no but they don't need names they're just symbols and (laughs) yeah
2: there's bleach blonde Um, karen spiky karen low light karen obviously obviously abby we know as head karen in charge
1: yeah but but when you're talking like for anyone who hasn't seen this when we're talking about karen's We're we're talking literally the short, sharp, blonde bob. Like, they all have some variation of that except for Abby.
2: Like, it's long in the front and very, very short and spiked in the back. And blonde highlights. All of them. Chunky
1: highlights. highlights. Yeah. Yeah. So, Nia is getting ready. And, yeah, one of the more empathetic Karens even brings up what Holly has been saying, the mom of Nia, she says like why she says why is she always depicting this she says afro-american looking thing it's almost not politically correct but then she goes holly's a little hysterical i think and then i'm like okay well <laughs> not, i for a second for one second i thought someone had holly's back
2: yeah like, but then she like almost makes it worse when she says afro-american looking thing like, well that's
1: exactly it and <laughs> I, I was about sorry yeah i should put the caveat that like had her back within the context of everyone being like, "You're being dramatic." Like they, co- they yeah. Like, of-
2: she agrees with her that it's like st- she's put into stereotyped roles a lot, but then she can't like even phrase it in a way that's not offensive, and then she caps it off with, "You know what? You're hysterical."
1: <laughs> yeah, they stop short of calling Holly the angry black woman. Like, yeah, stop, you know, but- be- well,
2: because it's impossible. I mean, well, I get that she's like voicing discontent, but she is like, you know she's never like raises her voice above like a four. She's like very, like very, very, very measured during this whole thing. And then we see like Abby go off on her later, but.
1: Well, exactly. That's the whole, the whole point of them being like, she's being dramatic. She's being hysterical. She is the most
2: even keeled of all of them because she has to be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But let's not get too ahead of ourselves because we have to talk about the sexy kid number. Make you mine unfortunately like in rehearsals Nia was off as fuck off her game she made several big mistakes and when they when they end Maddie is sobbing because Nia fucked up so bad and she's like we did terrible but then when Abby asks her why she's crying she says because I twisted my ankle and got hurt because she doesn't want Nia to feel bad
1: She's a girls girl.
2: Yeah, she's like the team's morale is more important, like, you know, but she's like also like, wow, I can't imagine making a mistake. Like, couldn't be me. <laughs> yeah.
1: I love that. She doesn't throw her under the bus.
2: I know, I know. I love that too. Um, and the modeling, the modeling competition that fucking Spiky Karen puts Vivi in is so crazy. It's so insane. She's like after her kid said she doesn't want to be a model, and doesn't want anything to do with this, she still forces her to, like, go to some, like, absolutely <laughs> random photographer who's just there in the building, offering to take pictures of kids. And, like, is, like... anyone check this guy's ID? Because
1: it's, like, a competition of the real... It's, like, this... Yeah, it is just some
2: back room where it's some dude. He's just brought a camera and then somehow has the ability to get, like, photographs out within a day, but, like... He's such a bad photographer that the judges for the competition are like, this is so blurry. Like, who who took these? But anyway, while Vivi is is posing, her mom is just screaming, don't look scared. Look pretty. Smile. Smile bigger. God, you're, you're like a bum model. You look like a pug. This girl's like six. I was like, this is not real. She did say she looked like a pug. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And then, like, finally, the girl's, like, tired of her mom's, like, insane posing and just starts, like, doing her own poses. And then her mom's like, wow, looks like I'm fired. I guess I'm fired now. Like, psycho shit.
1: Yeah. But what's the daughter was kind of slaying.
2: Yeah, she served. Definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when she was led to do her thing, I was like, she has natural talent as a model. Wow, her mom was right. <laughs> <laughs>
2: sometimes parents know, but um she's mom's but... tuition she's right where she needs to be, <laughs> and then we see the judges reviewing the photos and they're like, this one absolutely not <laughs> like they were like, why is she in this drag makeup? she's a child she looks like she's dressed well, in even
0: she's
2: she's in like bad drag makeup yeah, the like' no, we're in
1: like, like her mom has done her dirty. oh yeah yeah go <laughs> She's like drag after a couple of drinks, you know?
2: Yeah, she's like end of the night drag. Um, <laughs> and it's tough, it's tough to watch. But yeah, so she doesn't win. She doesn't even place. But you know who does place is the Abby Lee Miller Dance Company. The group number gets second place, even though it was very messed up. That led me to believe that the quality of who they're competing against must be just trash. <laughs> kids can't dance for shit or whatever
1: or maybe it's rigged
2: <laughs> or maybe it's rigged but anyway everyone looks like they got last place like they are crushed nobody even smiles or claps like they're just miserable
1: And they said second place i was like oh great they place and then everyone's like oh my god we fucked up like
2: yeah like and melissa says they deserve first and i'm like really <laughs> okay well i didn't see the other people but um Then we see Maddie's solo. Finally, we see the grandmother solo, and she's a fucking star. She absolutely stands out. It's like she's on a different show, like head and shoulders above the other kids. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, she's no, she's definitely she is the breakout star of this sweet little Maddie. Yeah, perfectionist.
2: Yeah, and it's just like it's undeniable like sometimes you're just working with someone who's top of the pyramid every week and you'll never ever approach them <laughs> and that's maddie
1: yeah and sometimes you're just nia being sewn into a party city wig and green <laughs> bat and bottom of the pyramid
2: <laughs> yeah she does her Laquifa routine and it's it's unfortunately just mostly prancing and posing um, well, okay i heard this song before or not in maybe i i don't remember it
1: from drag race or whatever but it's i didn't realize that the lyrics are they call me laquifa the modern pimp laquifa what i said what baby they call me what <laughs> laquifa, the <modern> pimp. <laughs> also the vocals kind of sounded like abby lee miller was doing them like i don't... i think they
2: sounded like rupaul was doing them but
1: <laughs> to me it sounded like like a <laughs>
2: like an auto-tuned abby lee but i don't know that's so funny but yeah also it's essentially I... oh go ahead i was just gonna say it is a scary spice costume just like you said
1: well yeah and i i wrote down this uh, this is abby commenting on it because also like the way that she's describing it, it just doesn't make any sense it's a direct quote i need mia to know the ethnic dances these dances come from a heritage and i need her to know them correctly
2: Yeah, so I looked it up, and the um, chanteuse behind "Call Me La Cuifa" is Shangela. (laughs) Oh, so yeah, and it was it was first released in twenty eleven. So this is fresh off the hot off the press, Shangela Jam. Abby Lee Miller ally. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Shangela's like. Like, oh, I could just picture, like, her agent being like, a show wants to, like, license your song. Like, great.
2: Yeah, and I was wondering, too, because I was like, I feel like the songs, the other songs for the other routines are not, we're not hearing the original song. Like, we're hearing, like, the free, license-free version Well, But for that one, I was like, no, this is the Laquifa song. So that would explain everything.
1: (laughs) I guess they can't afford the rights to like a Chicago number, but they're like, we can pay Shangela whatever. Yeah, exactly. 200 bucks back in 2011. (laughs) Like, whatever much it costs. Exactly. (laughs) Eliminated first Shangela. Yeah,
2: totally. It's it's all Um, falling into place.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. And then basically she gets off stage and holly the mom is pissed and she asks abby if she can step outside for a second to chat the mom like opens with saying like look it's 2011 and she's wearing a 70s afro wig okay she, you're making her into the token black kid and abby says i would not use the word token i would use the word affluent and special the, <laughs> she's like then she says the other dancers are going to college for free for four years on the Martin Luther King scholarship because they're white. If I send her to an audition, it's going to be an ethnic call. And by the way, please don't cancel me, readers. I'm quoting Abby, okay? um And then, then the mom, Holly, says, "Okay, look. When I see Nia's routines, it's jungle themed. It's Satan themed. It has a negative <laughs> tone. Is it Satan? Satan themed? No." <laughs> maddie played an angel like it like an actual like that was her role in the grandmother dance was she was an angel they're making the black girl into satan and the jungle jungle kid and and then the the mom's like look it just all the roles you put her in have a negative undertone and then abby's like fine well you great we have a solution you can get your own choreographer and make your own music and have her dance to it
2: yeah basically saying like
1: go start your own dance company
2: yeah, she's like I won't take a note. I won't ever think about putting her in a more celebratory role. In fact, I'd rather you get the fuck out. Like both of you leave. Like and then they start squabbling about how much she pays and how she doesn't pay her enough to choreograph for around Nia and it it's it gets bad.
1: Yeah, she Abby kind of insinuates that she doesn't have enough money maybe to pay what it would take for her to be like nice to Nia. Mm-hmm. and the mom's like look we put her in we spent a hundred thousand dollars on private school like we are we are a wealthy family like what are you trying to say and she's like you know what I'm trying to say <laughs> like yeah doesn't
2: relinquish doesn't back down for a second oh, and instead she lists all of um, Nia's shortcomings she's like she's got bad feet she's got a sway back she's got bad turnout She dances like shit I'm just trying to do the best with the garbage I have <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, she exactly. She's the queen of like yeah, not only does she doesn't not back down. She's like, "Here are my receipts to back up what a trash daughter you have."
2: Yeah. And that's where we leave off.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's just a something. taste
2: of the abuse yet to come. Like,
1: yeah.
2: Season 1 episode 7. God, the trauma that these girls still have yet to go through.
1: Yeah. Well, but you know, Abby. Later on in life, she had her karma caught up to her in certain ways. One of them was her in 2016 uh, pleading guilty guilty to felony bankruptcy fraud and being sentenced to one year in jail. Um, Damn. Yeah. Did, did she serve time? Yeah she she went to jail not for the full year. She was released early, but she was, she spent time in jail.
2: Wow, I wonder if that like put her in her place.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I don't.
2: It can I, go either way.
1: Yeah, maybe not. Um, and some of the moms, the the spiky Karen and lowlights Karen, um, currently have a podcast called "Because Mom Said So" that's reflecting back on their time on Dance Moms.
2: Oh, okay.
1: It's a little fun
2: fact. <laughs> Damn. It well, sounds like a threat. <laughs> yeah, I do want to hear from the Dance Mom fans. Like, which which are the best episodes? What's the best season? Like, if someone were to check in, what what's the best that it gets?
1: Yeah, we had to drop a solid two ninety nine to watch this episode. So each. if you each, yeah, which is I'm not a mathematician, but that's double two ninety nine. So y- yeah, if you guys have another episode to recommend to us, like. I'm here for it but it just has to be a strong one. <laughs> yeah. Or we can brush up on our French. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, probably a lot of it would come through the language barrier for me anyway.
1: I feel like yeah. I I mean I'm kind of down to keep watching via Maman gérante de l'estrade. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> well, this is this has been great. This has been grand.
2: Yeah, it was nice checking in with you. We'll yeah. catch you all again on the flippity-flip. <laughs> I couldn't stop saying it. It just came Absolutely. out.
1: Absolutely. You guys are top of our pyramid. We love you.
2: Every week. Bye. Bye.
3: This
0: podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network.